Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week seven, day one of our study of Esther. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about Esther 7, 1 through 4. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hams. And before we get started, I really want to encourage you to remember to read the book of Esther 10 times in 10 weeks. It will absolutely transform how you engage with God's Word. And, and you can do that by reading a paper Bible, reading it on your your smartphone or device, or you can even have your smartphone read it to you. You can listen to it as you drive on your commute or doing daily chores. But I really do encourage you to, to read it or listen to it 10 times in 10 weeks. It really will transform your life in God. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us? God, touch our hearts today. Jesus, fill us with the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. I'm reading today from the NIV. This is Esther 7, starting in verse 1. So the king and Haman went to Queen Esther's banquet. And as they were drinking wine on the second day, the king again asked, Queen Esther, what is your petition? It will be given you. What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom, it will be granted. Now, remember last week we went through how everything turned upside down for Haman. Haman had this pike or gallows or structure built to kill Mordecai on. Probably had, I I think he had it built in the evening and even overnight. It was a rush job so that they could hang Mordecai on it the next day and show everyone off. It was like 75 feet tall-ish, according to what scripture tells us. This is a massive thing. And so that everyone can see Mordecai's body hanging around it. People are coming by, what's this for? You know, Haman's out of the house because everything gets turned upside down on him. He's having to lead Mordecai around on a horse that the king rode in the, in the king's robes and saying, this is what's done for the guy that the king loves and wants to honor. Meanwhile, everyone is asking his wife and his friends who are still at Haman's house, what, what's this thing for? Oh, well, that's to, to hang Mordecai on, to kill Mordecai. All right. They don't necessarily know what's going on in the streets that Haman's taking Mordecai around at this moment. And so they're telling everyone Mordecai is going to die on that thing. So all of this is swirling, and then before Haman even has a chance to think about anything, he the, the attendants come and get him to bring him to this banquet. And so here is Haman and the king of Persia waiting or, or at the banquet, eating and drinking. And I'm sure Haman was really excited the first day during this banquet. No one else has invited me besides you know, the king and Esther invited just me and all of this is going on. I'm the one here. I don't think he's is excited to be there today. He's got too many things on his mind. And again, he still doesn't know what's coming. He still thinks that I'm the one being honored here. But again, he's troubled. He's very, very troubled because of all of the stuff that happened earlier in the day. And here is the king again saying, listen, Esther, just what is it that you want even up to half the kingdom? Again, I've said this before. I don't know if this is hyperbolic or if he means this. I mean, if Esther had said, well, give me half the kingdom, he might have been like off with your head, just like Vashti. Who knows what he would have said? 
but he's making this statement saying, just ask for whatever you want. I like you. I'm for you. I, I, I want... I, I want you to have whatever you want, whatever it is on your heart. You can tell that something is bothering her, that she really wants something. And I think, I think the implication here is that it's a, a political thing, right? She wants something done, right? And maybe the king is thinking, maybe she's thinking that all of the children that I have working in my minds should get another 10 minute break or something. You know, it, maybe it's something like that. I, I imagine in the history of all the rulers of planet earth and their wives. And, you know, it's very common, right? We can look at all, all of the history of, of the women who have, have been attached to the, the great and despotic leaders of history. Very often they find some do good or purpose to engage themselves in, or they find themselves, you know, wanting to buy lots of stuff. Generally the, the decent rulers, their women, their wives get involved in, in helpful things. And sometimes the despotic rulers, they get involved in just buying things. I remember there was a very despotic ruler of the nation of Indonesia. And at one point it came out that his wife had something like a 20,000 square foot home, an entire, it wasn't a home. It was a custom built closet that was 20,000 square feet to house all of her shoes. Right. She had used government money to buy shoes and then buy a 20,000 or build a 25 or 20,000 square foot closet to hold and display all of her shoes. <clears throat> so I imagine that the king here is thinking this is either some kind of like do goodery that Queen Esther wants to ask about or that she wants a 20,000 square foot house for her shoes or so it's one of those two things right somewhere along those lines i imagine right i don't know i don't know this is me this is me supposing and and this is my own idea about what's going on in his head the scripture does not say this it doesn't even allude to any of this i'm just i'm just kind of giving you what i think is the the real world things that are going on in his head and he's probably thinking that she's got some kind of project that she wants to do or some kind of do-goodery. Like, like I said, maybe the kids need an extra 10 minute break in the mines. Um, that's a bit of a joke, but, but not really, right? There would have been peasant and slave labor. And for most of human history, a lot of those were children working in places like mine. So <clears throat> I, I'm kind of joking, but not really. Or it was that she wanted a bigger place for her shoes, something like that. That's, I think what's on his mind and so he's, he's saying, listen, up to half the kingdom, if you want a, a home for your shoes, or if you want the kids to have a bit of a break, whatever you want, whatever you want, I'll do it. I'll do it. So verse three, the queen Esther, then queen Esther answered, if I have found favor with you, your majesty, and if it pleases you, grant me my life. This is my petition and spare my people this is my request for I and my people have been sold to be destroyed, killed and annihilated. If we had merely been sold as male and female slaves, I would have kept quiet because no such distress would justify disturbing the king. Now, I think that's a little bit of hyperbole right there, right? She's, she's saying, the reason I've done this and, and the thing that I'm asking for is that you spare my life. Don't kill me. 
Don't allow me to be killed. And don't allow my people to be killed. And she's putting this to him in such a way as like, I'm only asking you. If, if, if the decree had been to make us all slaves, I wouldn't have bothered you for that. I doubt that, right? <laughs> I mean, if he's offering up to half the kingdom, why not bother him for that? So this is, this is a little bit of compare and contrast hyperbole on her part. She's saying this is a really big deal. If it had been something just like making us all slaves, not that big a deal, king, right? Totally not true in my opinion, but she's, she's making this distinction here. She's trying to really stretch out the importance of this to her, but she's saying spare my life and my people. So it's obvious that she's acknowledging you don't know what's going on. And certainly you don't know who I am. And she's, you know, going to reveal that she's a Jew and that she's lumped in with all of this. Spare me and spare my people, the Jews. Right. And I'm sure as she's telling this, now it doesn't say right here that she's saying, you know, I'm a Jew, um, I'm sure as, as she's saying this, right, the king's going to say, what are you talking about in the next passage? But right now, as she's saying this, it's got to be clicking in Haman's mind as he's hearing her say this. He's got to be thinking to himself, what other decree could she be talking about the annihilation of a people other than the Jews? And it's while she's saying this, that Haman has got to be thinking, oh no. Actually, what Haman is thinking and probably muttering under his breath is unrepeatable. <laughs> um, I can't, Again, I can't even imagine the whirlwind that Haman's in, right? He comes in ready to kill Mordecai. Mordecai gets honored. Then he realizes that, oh, this is all going bad. And then the, he immediately gets rushed off to this banquet. And then she is in these words, basically saying, I'm a Jew and I'm about to be killed. And Haman is now understanding why he's been invited to these because she's about, he knows she's about to point the finger at Haman saying it's this dude, it's this sorry bag of trash right here that you gave the signet ring to and you let him do what you, what he wanted. And in your name, he decided to kill all the Jews and I'm a Jew. That's what's coming. Haman knows that that's what he's got to be thinking through, right? This is all happening real fast, right? This is, this conversation is happening in real time, just as fast as you would think it would. But, but the wheels are probably spinning in Haman's mind. He can't even make heads or tails of what's going on, but he knows it's gone from really, really bad for him to way, way worse in a matter of moments, he was just drinking wine and filling his belly a moment before, and it is getting bad. His day has gone from bad to worse, and it's about to get even worse, but we'll save that for tomorrow. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.